One thing that I really, really like about uh, reflecting and one thing that I'm excited for when it comes to like this podcast and like my various distribution channels is that like I know that I am able to speak to people from like a very lateral place. And I think that that is something, it's something that has me excited. It's something that makes me feel like I have a lot of value to share because I never did think of myself as any kind of a guru or an authority or like, you know, that doesn't really appeal to me. I think that, I mean, shit, I've spent the better part of 10 years in this industry. And I think, I mean, I I do definitely have lots of value. I have lots of wisdom that I've amassed, (laughs) but the way that I got it was because, was screwing things up. (laughs) And I think that, I mean, a lot of the successful people that I know, they say that, you know, I just failed more than everybody else. And that's how I, you know, that's how I made my way to the top. And I think that that's definitely a theme, but that's not always how people talk to you. That's not always how uh, people who put their, their lessons out. I mean, I think that partially that's because they want to maintain their credibility. They want you to listen. (laughs) And so they don't want you to be like, hey, I'm a total screw up. So listen to me. But you know what? That's something that I just really always want to keep at the forefront of my message. I just do. It's a feeling that I have. It's just this instinct and I don't know how to undo it. (laughs) Maybe, uh, you know, I've through coaching and things like that, maybe somebody will, will convince me otherwise. But in the meantime, I really like to remind people that my information comes from me, you know, they come from my mistakes. They come from things that I did that I kind of look back and reflect on and think, you know what, that shit should have gone a little differently. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's a lot of ways that I made my own journey in this, in this industry go super sideways. And that's always, 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 particularly in these early episodes of this podcast, because I care so very much about it. And I'm so very grateful that you're here listening. I just want you to know that 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 any any information that I provide it comes from personal experience. I didn't I'm not regurgitating something somebody else said. This is always going to be stuff that I have learned myself in my own words. It's really important to me to be authentic and so this episode is going to be no different. So, what did I learn from jumping on the ground floor train? Right? So, Every once in a while in the industry, as you may well be aware, there will come like a new company will like show up on the block and be like, boom, we're all up in this bitch. And, <laughs> and they're like the, the new hot thing. And that will be sometimes the, the thing that causes a little bit of an exodus to occur from certain companies. And sometimes they like, sometimes they you know, certain companies will have more people leave to go there than others. Um, they'll always have something that's just that's just like super hot on the block. They'll have like the best comp plan. They'll come around with like a product that people, you know, uh, there's an immediate like wow factor, you know. And that I think that that's the case for anything that's new. But like I just think back to when we got started in network marketing, we didn't like Trey and I, my husband and I, we had no idea about some of these things. We had no idea about like the back end. And, uh, potential for drama and conflict and um, you know that that sometimes people choose to leave the comp- the very first company that they got started with oh my goodness <laughs> I mean I'm talking about like I don't know some massive percentage of people like how many people do you know and I think it's awesome but how many people do you know in this industry that like started with one company and that's still the company that they're with I think that that's amazing 
And I think that there's something really, really, I respect those people like crazy because I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, when, I mean, I can't knock anybody who leaves anywhere because I believe so strongly that you, you get where you're going, you know, and, and you can look back and you can be like, yeah, maybe that wasn't such a great idea. Maybe I didn't do that in the best way. You can look back on it with some, with some clarity, but, but it's no big deal. You always, you always get where you're going. And certainly that's, that was the case for us. The company that we're very, very happy with right now, this is our third one. And, uh, but, but still, that being said, I can look back to when we left our first company and, uh, and we didn't do things the right way. We definitely, that was exactly what happened with us. The ground floor thing. We hopped on the ground floor train and we took that thing straight to hell. <laughs> it was, um, it was the, you know, it was, as a sense that we were that we were jumping into something that would be easier that would result in uh, quicker money fast money and would be ultimately the the fix to every problem we were having it was like we we couldn't see more than six inches in front of our noses at that time because we were just so excited and I think that that's what happens but we definitely learned a few things <laughs> definitely learned a few things and by the way i'll just throw this little little caveat out there i know so many people that jumped from a company that had been around for a really long time to a ground floor opportunity and freaking flourished they like i'm thinking of a couple people off the top of my head in particular that did this exact same thing or actually when we left our very first company to jo- to join one ground floor company these uh, these other two girls left to join a different ground floor company they both kind of emerged at the same time we went in one direction they went in another direction and they are still killing it i mean stupidly like just i mean they are they're at the top of the game over there and they you know so obviously this decision does not blow up in everybody's face but it blew up in ours and there's a lot to be learned from that and we will never, ever, ever forget those message, those lessons that we learned. And as a result, when I just can't help it because that was my experience, when I hear the word ground floor, I cringe. I totally cringe inside. So what did we learn? What did we learn from jumping on the ground floor train? Well, ground floor means two big things to me. Ground floor means that the growth that you experience in the beginning is what's called hype growth. That initial surge of momentum that you just like that you just hop on and you got to strap yourself to it because it's so fast and so furious and you're just blown away. You're up. You're up all hours of the night because you like your inbox is exploding. People are banging your door down to get involved. And it's like this money that you you've never seen this kind of money before. And it's you just drunk on it. (laughs) And so, of course, you are more excited than you've ever been in your life. And what do you do when you're that excited? You just vomit hype all over, all over. And that is, and that is what fuels your growth. It's hype. It's that this is the new, this is the newest, amazing, most like, this is the new shiny thing. You're stupid if you like major FOMO, right? You like, you got, you've got all these people kind of second guessing. Well, I've been, my company's been around 30 years, yo. Like, (laughs) do I need to, you know, do I need to get in on this? Because look at this girl over here killing it. And me, my growth is happening, but it's it's happening at a pace that, uh, you know, it's, it's been, it's a little bit more steady. It's a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm over here in the long-term game and she's raking in like the big bucks after, you know, being, 
being in this game for like a couple weeks. She, she only switched a few weeks ago. She bought a new car. Like, oh my God, you know? And it, it gets you, it gets you second guessing. So it's that hype stuff that creates FOMO. And it's like, it's this perfect storm for immediate results. But what we know is that immediate results don't last. And we know that if you are looking for immediate results, network marketing is not the thing for you. You can't help but enjoy those immediate results, but they will slow down eventually. Like in in five years, that growth, the momentum cycles that every company goes through, the ups and the downs, they are not going to, you're not going to be able to fuel those cycles and make those cycles come faster or any bigger using hype. You have to learn how to market at some point if you want to build a, a, a large organization, if you want to amass like larger, uh, you know, if you want to get into those big full-time income paychecks. You have to learn at least a little bit of marketing, at least a little bit. You don't have to go get a degree. You don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to drop the big bucks on coaches unless you want the big, big, big money. But if you want, if you want to create something sustainable, you have to learn how to market a little bit. And hype is like the opposite of marketing. Hype is that cheap stuff, you know, and it will run and it always runs out. So the hype growth and the hype momentum, you get to a place and, and here's the thing. That massive organization that you build in the beginning because people are so excited and people are just drunk on that hype, that when that wears off, what do you have? You're in big trouble because not only do you not know what to do to gain, to, to build that team at that same pace that you're accustomed to, to keep those paychecks coming that you are accustomed to after like a few months of that, of that boom, boom, boom. What happens when that slows down a little bit? Well, the people that you've brought on board only joined you because they wanted that fast win. They wanted, they wanted to get in on that, on that action. They wanted to be drunk on that success too. But are those people the type of people that you want on your team long-term? Are those the people that have the long-term vision? Are those the people with any desire whatsoever to put some skin in the game and do some work and do some learning? If, and, and the answer is absolutely not. <laughs> so all those people that joined you in the beginning was because they were following the shiny thing. Guess where they're going to go when that, when that first wave of rage-tastic momentum slows down? They're gone. <laughs> they're gone. And that's exactly what happened to us. That is ex- it's like, man, it's the textbook. It's textbook. It's exactly what I've seen it so many times. Especially since then, because it was like, I didn't know that this happened in the beginning. When we first made the switch to our amazing ground floor company, which, by the way, has since shut down, because a lot of them do, some huge percentage of ground floor companies never really make it past that first initial wave of momentum, because when things slow down, they have an, their entire field of distributors are all in it for that quick for that quick cash. They're all in it for the quick hype growth, that hype momentum, and nobody knows what to do when it runs out. And it's really, really sad. It's like shitty. It's like, it sucks. It really sucks a lot because you're, you've got people that, you know, put everything on the line to make this work. And they're certain that it will work because of that initial success. And they don't, they don't ever want to look past that to see like, you know, long-term, what is what is going to happen to this in five years? Like, where am I going to be? Because that, you know, because they're, they're drunk on that money. That ground floor initial money will make people do the stupidest things. 
<laughs> they will make people. I mean, we we left a a very sustainable, very profitable business. We cared deeply about. In, in order to join a ground floor opportunity. And like I said, that ground floor opportunity, and this is only a matter of a few years, that ground floor amazing opportunity that had us drunk on success, rolling in the dough, thinking that we really, really made it, is no longer in existence. And that happens a lot. So with those ground floor opportunities, you have to remember that there's questions that you can't answer. And again, I'm not knocking people that join ground floor opportunities. I know some like it's just a gamble and sometimes you you fall on the winning side of that gamble and sometimes you don't. We didn't. So I'm just saying I got to play devil's advocate a little tiny bit because I understand fully. I fully understand why people join them. I fully get it. I was in those shoes like zero shade. But looking back on it, I know knowing knowing now what I know, if I could have done it differently, I would, I, I would never have done that. I would never have done that. I mean, like I say, it got us to where we're at, so I don't regret it. But if, you, but if you teleported me back in time, I would have backhanded myself and been like, don't do that, it's stupid. <laughs> so there's questions that you just can't answer when you're in that situation. And unfortunately, there are questions that you just don't ask because you're so excited to see you know, where this new thing takes you. You're so, you're too excited to be negative about it. You don't want to shit on your own parade. So, so you don't even ask these questions, but you got to answer like really important questions when you're making a switch to a new company. If you really are at that crossroads and sometimes people are, like I said, you got to, I mean, sometimes people, people jump, like it's just something that's going to happen. It has to, it has to be something that you accept. You you probably will do it. People on your team probably will do it. Probably people that you would never, ever, ever, ever guess would leave. They're going to leave. But you got to remember that there's questions you can't answer with respect to ground floor opportunities. And you have to, like, one of them is, will this be as great an opportunity in 10 years as it is right now? Or is the thing that's great about it Oh, it's the only thing that's great is that it is ground floor is that you do have a chance to be at the forefront of this momentum at the at the at the head of the train at the top of the you know at the top of the whole company you want to be one of those one of the the founding members you want to be a founder and because I know I know that that is a sexy idea because I think of companies that have been around for a bit. Like I, I think of the people that were in that room when, when my company first got started and were in the room, you know, when our first company first got started. And then we saw those people 10, 15 years later with more money than God. <laughs> it was like, wow, what would we do if we could just have been those people? And that's what we thought about when that new opportunity came around. We're like, we've got this, this is our shot. This is our shot to be at the top this is our shot to be there when like this thing takes off and then we get to ride this thing into our future and it was you know it was too sexy an opportunity to pass up but we never asked that question what's great about this opportunity besides the fact that it is ground floor because in 10 years we won't be the who are the, who are we going to be recruiting in 10 years because we can't use this these same strategies we can't use the same tactic the people that we recruit in 10 years they're not going to be the founders so what's going to be great about it then and you can't answer that question when it's a ground floor opportunity that's one of those things that you have to gamble around uh, on you have to gamble on that and you get and for an even grimmer question that that you really ought to ask that you won't be able to answer is will it even be around will it be around in 10 years 
And most of the time, the just statistic wise, the answer is no, because most of the companies that start up, the companies start up all the time, all the time. There's like so many of them. You've never heard of any of them, but there are people that left everything behind. Each one of these new companies that get started, there's people that like leave everything that they've worked for behind to join it based on the gamble that this is going to be that that freight train to success that they get to ride in the they get to they get to toot the horn and be you know be at the forefront of everything and it's just it's just a gamble every time and we were on the losing end of that gamble and again like i say i've seen people be on, may you be on the winning on the winning side i really i truly hope that because i don't wish what we went through on anybody not even my not my worst enemy Nope, I don't wish that on anyone. So I I really hope that every ground floor opportunity that comes along that, you know, that people jump on, I hope it goes well. But chances are it's not gonna (laughs) because because I know what I know. And that's where my advice is coming from. So just have that have that foresight, please. To, to understand that there are questions that you can't answer. And there's, you know, there's pros and cons to join when if it is if it does ever come time for you to switch companies, if you're just not happy. There's pros and cons to joining a company that's been around for 30 years, and there's pros and cons to joining a ground floor opportunity. But I have got to tell you that if you're really, really honest, the pros for joining a company that has been around, that has a track record, that has already like weathered the storms of those big highs, followed by those big lows and come back out of it and is going through healthy momentum cycles as a company where you've got times throughout the year that are, you know, that are just booming and there's tons of growth. And then there's times that it slows down a little bit and that people stick around throughout that. They have customer retention. They have products that people want, you know, like they have people that have been there that, that have solid leadership that can stick it out and can lead people and bring on people to fortify the field so that there are distributors in the field that are willing to stick around through the slower times and, and just kill it through the, through the, uh, the times where business is, is going like huge, fabulously, you know, there's lots of, lots of crazy momentum. I think that every business has those cycles that are sustainable, that are not based on hype. There's actual marketing. And, uh, and that's, that's something that's healthy. That's a lot because I'll tell you what, if there's one thing that you need to know is that network marketing is not a short term game. If you I mean, it is for it is for some people that treat it that way. But but I'm hoping that that's all that they want out of it. They just want a few quick bucks in 10 years. If you can if you can answer the question like do you need this thing to be working for you in 10 years and if you can say, "Meh, not really." Oh my god. You need to you need to jump on that ground floor train. But if you answer that question differently and say, "No, this is something I care about. This is something that my family could really use. I want to build a legacy. I want to I I want to break the cycle of uh, you know, brokenness and poverty and being behind on my bills. And I want to, I want better for my kids. If you've got something riding on this, then you need to really be smart because I, I, like I say, I, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you here. We lost everything. And we, uh, if I can spare somebody the type of the type of sadness and the type of hopeless gut wrenching feeling that we had when we had to look at our son and imagine what it might be like to put him to sleep in the car because we were going to lose the house we lived in. I want to I want to spare you that. (laughs) 
I really desperately do. So I, um, some, some sage advice right there when it comes to, when it comes to the ground floor train, lots of questions that you can't answer. You don't want to, you don't want to base your livelihood on hype growth. You just certainly do not. So guys, I really hope that was helpful. Hey sis, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Because you're a loyal listener, I wanna give you a free goodie just as a special thank you. If you're like me, you're probably frustrated with what to post online to get leads. You know you have a powerful message, but you're not sure how to create a brand that stands out over everyone else. And you want a simple and teachable way to get customers without looking like a total spammy weirdo on social media. And on top of that, you might be spending hours and hours trying to come up with good content, all while trying to balance everything else you have to do in a day. So that's why I want you to go to builditsis.com and grab my free download to help you build your online business. This will be a game changer for you, my love. Again, just head over to builditsis.com and join the sisterhood right now. I'll see you in the next episode.